Who can take a rainbow and describe its hows and whys? Who can read a gauge and tell you all about the skies? The Ashley Gan. The Ashley Gan can. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Well, hello, podcast fans, loyal listeners to the best one ever. Probably at this point, we're moving on uh, beyond just saying the best in higher education. It could be the best on the Internet uh, at this point. I mean, we're going on. It's four and a half years this is this will be episode two hundred million. I don't know what it is. It's it's up there. <laughs> one a week for four and a half years. Save one even, one week in March of twenty twenty. Even during COVID. Even know? during COVID, we uh, didn't stop. Only well, we missed one week. That did was we? It. We missed one week. That was it. And we came did back. We really? Yeah, because we didn't know what was happening. I thought like, we still went to Marcus's well, house we did. and did that. Well, we did, but COVID lasted a while. It did, but I, <laughs> I didn't think we'd ever miss. We a missed week. one week. Okay, I want to go back and look. Okay, at well, that. well, maybe we did. You know what? Actually, I take step. it all back. Yeah. Every day, <laughs> hustle. Four years. Every day, hustle. Every day. That would be the award-winning hashtag getting we're talking about. You know it. You love it. Brought to you by the Samuel Gann College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing. I work for that place. Communications and Marketing. Specialist is my game. Jeremy Henderson is my name. Joined by always is my co-host with the co-most, Austin Phillips, the director of that office. My orange twin uh, over here. We're both representing the aren't you glad I Aren't you glad I didn't wear Yankees no, today? God, right? Am I ever? Are you finally? Is it fall back no, in the we, air? No, and we, finally won, getting we the spirit? won last night. I almost did it, and I actually moved it because I've got a trip planned to go see us play the Red Sox in a couple weeks. Oh, so I'm getting them that. organized. You know, getting Man, them set. John, you hear about that when the when he's going to be gone? The mice <laughs> will be playing, my friend. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Don't call the office that day. <laughs> Today, we are joined by a very special guest. Um, a lot of, lot of hats. Yes, many. A, a 2005 aerospace engineering grad. That's right. A meteorological legend, as far as I'm concerned. Amen. Span, give me Gan. That's, That's what, right. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Just remember, about. with Gan, you can. I mean, Gan, you can. can. That right. is well played. <laughs> thank there. you, thank that you. That is well played. And, uh, and then, uh, also, I know you more for your work in 2017 as kind of Mrs. Alabama International. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a candidate for the, uh, with the, I guess it was the International Crown. Yeah. I right? was runner up that year. Yeah. It's I, a platform based pageant, but I got to promote STEM and particularly STEM for our youth. And here in Alabama, put us on the map. How about that? Did you, you, you probably didn't even know I about did. that. I did. And we had Is her in the, f- we've had her in the magazine. Uh, we've had her in yeah, the magazine. Right. We've had videos of her. But I, I think her appearance in the War Eagle Reader was by far the most <laughs> kind of prestigious career building, let's say. If uh, you will. You know, if you will. And I will. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that's how I uh, I know you. So thanks a ton yeah. for taking the time and uh, and joining us on the best podcast ever. So uh, it was 2005. Yes. It was aerospace. Yes. You did say her name, did you? And Ashley. I, did I just say Gan? Yes, Ashley <laughs> Gan. I'm just Ashley making sure. Gann. I, Ashley Gan. I don't, I, don't I don't think you did. You, the, you went into the accolades. The Attorney General. <laughs> yeah. AG. AG. A different AG. The AG. Well, uh, 
Yeah, so so let's backstory it. Okay. First. Where do we start? Yeah, let's get let's get where, the, let's where, get where our are you from yeah. originally. Yeah. Okay, how much time do you have? Uh, we got about eighteen minutes. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, all right. I was born in Fort Worth, Texas, but there's a backstory to that too. My mom is a graduate of Auburn. Hey. Yeah, there you go. Some legacy. She was from Birmingham. What'd she graduate in? So she started in systems and industrial engineering okay. and then switched because of the math. So the business equivalent to that. I should remember gotcha. exactly what the major was, but it was basically something in making businesses more efficient. Like that supply said, chain type stuff? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so she was a consultant for many, many years, very successful. And she now sits on the uh, advisory council oh, for wow. the business okay. school. Okay. So she's still very involved with the university. She still works. She now does start works with startups in cyber technology in Atlanta. Wonderful. Well, it's international companies. And what's, what's mom's name? Uh, mom's name is Cindy Taylor. All right. Cindy yeah. Taylor. All awesome. Cindy Taylor with a shout out. She'll love that. <laughs> yeah, love I'll make it. her love day. It. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so my mom went to Auburn. When she graduated, she got her first job in Fort Worth, Texas. So she worked for Computer Sciences, CSE, whatever that is, mm-hmm. Computer Science. Yeah. Sure. And so she was doing that, met my dad there. That's where I was hatched. So that's why I was born in Fort Worth. My dad's whole side of the family still lives there to this day. But uh, jobs transitioned us to Atlanta when I was in middle school. So I finished high school in Atlanta. So short answer, someone just quickly said, where are you from? I just kind of claimed Marietta, but really my roots are in Fort Worth. And then I brought it full circle and I ended up here at Auburn. And from there, I went on to grad school at Mississippi State. And then bringing it even full, more full circle, I ended up in Birmingham, where my mom is from. So awesome. that's kind of cool. Well, the, the Auburn part, being over in Marietta, uh, I know close distances, not too far yeah. uh, from campus. But, you know, mom, I'm sure played a big part. But w- yeah. w- why Auburn? How did it get on your radar? There oh, you go. But, I was waiting uh, for uh, it. He's full of puns and all kind of other stuff. <laughs> so, so this is actually a great story. I So I've always wanted to be a meteorologist. When we moved from Texas to Georgia, I kind of came kicking and screaming the old saying, you can take the girl out of Texas, but you can't take Texas out of the girl. Word. I thought people sounded different over here. We crossed over the Mississippi River, and I was like, what have I done with my life? Golly, Although I had to say so. That you know? bad. <laughs> but, but remember, so you'll have to learn this about Texans too. We rarely get out of the state because there's so much to do in the state. You can go to beaches. You got plenty of major league teams. Like, you just don't travel. I think well, I went to the to beach. To get out, it's going to take you a while. <laughs> it it's you. a pretty big place. And at that time, you know, we only had horse and buggy. So it took <laughs> 10 years just to get to the state <laughs> sure. line. So uh, all that to be said, the closest thing. So so that summer when we moved here, I was just pretty bummed. Messed my friends. You know, my mom said, well, what's something we can do? I said, I've always wanted to go to space camp. So I went to space camp in Huntsville. And when I left space camp, I told my mom, when I grow up, I want to be a meteorologist. And I loved atmospheric science and all of that. So um, fast forward many years, I still had a big interest in weather, went to graduate high school, applied to Florida State, got in. That's where I was going. So much so that my grandparents had bought me all this Florida State stuff for Christmas. But I had grown up going to Auburn, okay, was drinking the Kool-Aid. But there was a part of me that just wanted to do something different than my mom, honestly. Mm -hmm. And she was very successful in all the things. And I was like, I want to be different, you know. So one day my mom says, Ashley, you want to play hooky from school? I was like, I don't care what it is. Yes, we'll do that. And so she's like, let's go to Auburn. One day when there's not 80,000 screaming fans, not a football day, I want you to just see what campus looks like. But remember, Auburn doesn't have a meteorology program or a weather degree. So I kind of went, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll entertain the idea. Came to campus, loved it. Ended up, without my mom knowing, applying, got in, acceptance letter came in the mail. And I remember when I got accepted, um, I, I don't think that I had fully 
disclosed to my mom everything yet. And so she always got the alumni mail. So she saw the letterhead that said Auburn and opened the mail, just assuming it was for her, realizing it was my acceptance letter, not realizing that it was my acceptance letter. And so I get home from school that day. She's like, is there something we need to talk about? (laughs) And so the rest is history. As they say, I I knew this is where I needed to be. And I always thought, you know, if uh, if I go to Auburn, I still want to do weather. I'll just go get my master's in it. And that's ended up what I, I did do. But I always thought, hey, if it doesn't work out, I can be a rocket scientist. So that, that's a good fallback yeah, career. Yeah, I would say so. But what's really great about it, and, and at 18, not realizing this, so much of what I learned in engineering, I've applied both um, professionally and um, even academically in my master's program. So when I'm applying Bernoulli's equation to an airplane wing, I'm applying the same principles to a raindrop. So the thermodynamics, all of the math, all of the science, it was an incredible foundation for when I went and got my master's because so many people going into the master's program to be meteorologists, many of them came from communications background and didn't have the math and science rigor that I had come from. So it made the master's program for me, I don't want to say easy, but a smoother transition. It was a little bit more challenging for those that didn't have a science background. That's what we talked about. Open up, opening up doors. Oh, all kind well, of doors again, it can be anything. And yeah. Jared, a little known fact, I wanted to be a meteorologist. Hey, I did too. Did you? I, I was so, like, Jerry for, Tracy, come uh, on. Uh, hey, oh, hey, just retired. Listen, yeah. part yeah. of my story is, uh, so me and my mom, I, I would say, survived the 1998, April 8th, 1998 mm-hmm. tornado. Mm-hmm. We lived in Concord, south of Concord, Rock Creek area, mm-hmm. where it went through Oak Grove and killed. Yeah. Re- within a quarter of a mile, killed at least a dozen people mm-hmm. from where we live. And, uh, Got real serious about weather after that. Oh yeah, and um, but man, you know, we I know we mentioned James Spann earlier. You know that that's who we had on that night. Yeah, and uh, ABC thirty three forty wasn't even. I mean, it was in its infant stages. Mm-hmm. I want to say when that happened, and uh, that had a real big impact on me. And I knew Jerry Tracy had gone to Mississippi State, and I had a scholarship to Mississippi State. I had gotten a half. Did you really? Yeah, I had a, you, you were hey, so accomplished. Hey, well, once here, upon hey, a time. My what Miss, happened? My, I know exactly. My Mississippi State, like I just literally sent on my ACT score, and I just get a letter in the mail one day saying, "Hey, well, we'll it's pay. like fourteen, I think." Is the, <laughs> well, they'll. Oh, they, no offense. Yeah, no, take it. Was for Bethany. <laughs> yeah. Um, but literally half, um, half tuition out of state waving all of it and i'm like well that, that's an offer sure uh but i wrote jay i wrote jerry tracy an email because i knew he went to mississippi state and just hey i just want to pick your brain yeah never thinking he's gonna have the time to write me back and jerry wrote me back that he night did. when he got off of the wow. off of the broadcast that night because i mean you saw the timestamp when yeah. he wrote it and uh i'm sorry jerry i didn't go to meteorology school and it, mm. it didn't work out but Oh, I was very passionate about it. And like like you, I mean, it was something I really thought I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think the scholarship to Auburn is no, I totally kind of sway yeah. to. You. There's something I have written down that I saved that I yeah. was like, right now, I want to be a media. Well, that and a marine biologist. It was we so exciting. I mean, right. severe weather was so exciting growing up and well, snow days. Yeah, well, and, especially where we lived. I mean, we right. both, we both grew up in Birmingham. Yeah. Area, so I mean, that that's that's well, from Tornado Texas, Alley. I've know? lived along the I-20 corridor yeah. my whole life, you know, and so that you, you get it all. I mean, although we don't get a ton of winter weather when we get it it can be bad you know so i mean i feel like we get everything i always tell people too birmingham is one of those markets where i really feel like 
you really have to be really good at your craft to be a meteorologist. It's the one place you really do forecast all types of weather Absolutely. from tropical weather to severe weather. You know, other climates in the U.S., they focus on one or two things m- mostly, right. um, but we get it all. We do. We so. do. Well, uh, talk about that that transition and getting that job and ending up in Birmingham of all places as yeah. well. You know, how did all that come about? Yeah. So when I graduated from Auburn, like I said, I went on to Mississippi State and, and quite frankly, I applied to several graduate schools, but Mississippi State offered me uh, the best deal. And, and a, I was in a wonderful program. Too. And fantastic yeah. program. And I was actually able to be the assistant to the state climatologist. So I did all my research under the state climatologist for two years, which is a really cool and eye-opening experience. And that is one part of uh, higher education that I've always loved is is the research side. So I, I was grateful to be able to get a research assistant job. And so did that for two years while I was in school. I actually left Auburn. So funny story. I graduated. I, I knew that I was in the next phase I was going to do meteorology, but I kind of thought I had a little bit of catching up to do because a lot of my peers had done an undergraduate program and were kind of already entering the we- real world. So I graduated Auburn And the day after I graduated, I packed up my Honda Accord and I drove to Lincoln, Nebraska, where I had called a guy and asked him if I could be his intern, moved into a little loft apartment, sight unseen. Again, one of those cross the Mississippi River moments. Look at my rear view. Again, what have I done going the other direction this time into the heartland of the U.S.? Uh And I'm like, okay. It ended up being one of the hottest summers on record there. It got up to like 110 to 115 every day. Oh, oh, but it's a dry heat. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, exactly. By the way, it's still hot. (laughs) Newsflash. So did that, interned at a station there, and ended up moving straight from Lincoln into to Starkville, started graduate school, did another internship in Savannah, Georgia, finished up grad school. While I was in grad school, I ended up getting a job and I actually in Montgomery. And so I would commute back and forth from Starkville to Montgomery for about three months. Because oh back in the day in TV, it was hard to get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, things are changing. But uh, I mean, you had to be hungry for it. I was super hungry for it. And so I would go to class Monday through Friday. My grandparents were in Birmingham. So I would work the weekend shift in Montgomery, finish the 10 o'clock newscast, drive to Birmingham, spend the night with grandmommy and granddaddy, Granddaddy would fix me breakfast on Monday morning at 5.30, and I would make it to my 8 a.m. class on Monday. So um, that is awesome. it, it, was a, it was a real hustle for a few months, um, but I was hungry for it. So beyond that, I was in Montgomery just for about a month, uh, no, a year and a half, and got an opportunity to work in Atlanta. I was a young whippersnapper, uh, ended up with this great opportunity. Of course, at that point, that was kind of home. That's where the parents lived. So I thought, oh, gosh, I'm just going to work here, work my way up. God had different plans. I was there for one whole year. And then my old boss called me back and he said, my chief meteorologist is retiring. Would you even consider this? I talked to my boss at the time in Atlanta, and she actually said it was a great opportunity. And she was the one that really encouraged me to pivot back to Montgomery. And at that point, I became the first female chief meteorologist in the state of Alabama. And um, and so did that for another seven, eight years before moving up to Birmingham and then had the opportunity to be chief meteorologist in Birmingham for the last several years. First one in Birmingham and only. Um, hope that changes. But there have been several more female chief meteorologists in the state. And, and kind of putting that in perspective, everyone always says, oh, what's a chief? You know, I said, it's the person that's on call 24-7. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of like the short end. But we're the we're the vision casters and we're the leaders of the team. Uh, but beyond that, kind of putting that in perspective of the weather enterprise, about one in four meteorologists are female. So about 25%. Um, it would be great 
great to get that number a little higher. Um, but then from that, only 8% of all chief meteorologists are females. So less than one in 10 um, are ever afforded that opportunity. So it's very unique that I got to do that here in Alabama and uh, proud of the work that my team's been able to do. But one of the things because of that that I've gotten really involved in in the state is I work with groups to encourage young people, especially young girls, to get involved in STEM um, because that's where we're realizing that, hey, we, we could we could throw these stats out all day and be like, oh, there's not enough women here, but where does it start? And it really starts in elementary and middle school, p- piquing that interest. Sure. She's she's great at segues. Oh, she got, I'm just sitting <laughs> it's here. It's like I've done this for a just, living. Yeah. It's like butter. I mean, that was absolutely perfect. I'm gonna let you take it. Yeah, I mean, you you throwing out those numbers. We've got some similar numbers, you know, in engineering where uh, I think we're 22, 23 percent now female. Not where we want to be, but when we look back 10 years ago, we were around 17. Um, but programs like 100 Women Strong, mm-hmm. programs like Society for Women in Engineering, we've really invested a lot of resources, a lot of time. People like you, alumni, who are coming back, getting involved. Um, why, why is that Why is that important for you to get back involved with programs like 100 Women Strong? Why is that so important to you? Well, first and foremost, 80% of all jobs within the next 15 years will have a STEM component. So whether it's engineering or financing, there will be a STEM, a science, technology, engineering, or math component to 80% of jobs in the Lord, future. I hope it's not this one. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll take she, care of the yeah, math yeah. for you. Yeah. Look, there's three microphones. One, two, three. There you go. You're good. You're good. It's a good day. It's a good day. Uh, he didn't even have to take his shoes off. <laughs> no, that was good. Uh, but, but I say that. So I... I have a desire to educate people on the need for STEM and really kind of um, all professional facets, first of all. Uh, but second of all, I think there's such unique opportunity for females. And one thing that I love about Auburn, and I don't know, are they still doing this at Camp Eagle where they separate like the guys and the gals who have declared engineering and they'll talk to their parents? They did this a couple of years ago. I think there might be something along those lines because I noticed I noticed some groups that come in here that looks like there's like predominantly know, male yeah, and female. Yeah. Okay, well here's why, and this is a really cool statistic that they found out is that uh, you, you can have a a, gla- a class of students and let's say everyone gets a C on a test. The guys are going C for complete onto the next class. The girls are saying C. I've never gotten it in my life. I need to change majors. So there's this whole. Um, societal impact that I think plays on girls thinking because they came from high school, probably making straight A's. Mm -hmm. Most girls or females that end up in engineering in college are generally top of their classes from where they came from. And so it's harder sometimes for females to, uh, get a C. I mean, quite frankly, let's be honest, a B or C, we're perfectionist. Um, so I think that it's really good that Auburn Engineering Program has recognized that those conversations are necessary early on to say, hey, and it's really to the parents to say, hey, when your daughter calls and says, hey, I want to change majors, encourage them, support them. So organizations like 100 Women Strong, what I love about them is a couple things. One, it shows young ladies that are coming into engineering. There is somebody that's gone before me, uh, looks like me, has achieved these things. I can follow their path. I can learn from them. But what's also really neat is to see the diversity 
in some of the professions because oftentimes, I mean, I came in as an aerospace engineering and even to this day, I still get it. You're an aerospace engineering major, but you, you do weather. Like people think there's such a big disconnect, but there's really not. And I say at the end of the day, being an engineer is just being a really good problem solver. And you, as long as you're a good problem solver, you can work in any industry in the world. And so what I think is great about 100 Women Strong is there is a diverse panel from leadership to mid- mid-level management to entry-level positions. Astronaut. Have y'all had Jan Davis on? Yeah. Yes. I love Jan. I talked to her the other day. And again, we talked about how, like, it's still fanboy over oh. it. You know, like, I just literally, like, I mean, I just talked with an astronaut. Oh. Know, how cool is it that I can just pick up the phone and call an astronaut? Well, let me tell you, she did the sweetest thing for my daughter. She did, uh, she did a Zoom interview for my daughter for a project my daughter had to do for school last year in third grade yeah i didn't wash my hand for a week <laughs> yeah well i listened to <laughs> that one that. so i think it also opens up eyes for those young ladies to see oh i i could be a ceo of a company and i don't necessarily have to go through the business school to get there or i could parlay that because i know engineering is now partnered with harvard which is a really cool program yes, too yes. um we can talk about that later um but all that to say i think organizations like 100 women strong are really giving a voice to uh, groups of people that may not have felt like they belonged. And it was harder for them to feel like they could speak out because, you know, as as women sometimes, like we, we want to do it as good or if not better than other people, but we also can be timid to say, hey, I may not understand that or, or speaking out in class, like I don't care sometimes, you know, so um, I, I think, but I think Auburn, the Auburn engineering program is so unique because I think it addresses a lot of the needs um, for a lot of different people groups. And I think that's a, a just a wonderful thing. And there's just a wonderful melting pot of people within Auburn Engineering, too. Couldn't have been said it any better. I, I swear. Well, Man. I love Auburn. <laughs> I, War I love Auburn Engineering. Well, and yeah. Jeremy, I'm I'm going to assume you're a male. Yes. But thank God you are because you didn't have a problem with C's. No, no. It was what was the thing for D? D for, D for <laughs> diploma. D for diploma. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. F for finally. P for probation. That's cool. Yeah, F for finally. Oh, it was not a pretty picture, actually. It was a horror. It was a horror story. Hey, it was. It's all about but, the ending. Exactly. It's all here about I am, and here I am. Getting uh, to talk with yeah, Ashley Gann. Yeah, speaking of, yeah, seriously. Yeah, I can't uh I can't thank you enough for yeah. uh, for taking the time to uh to talk about it. This is and, this is great. Like and again, I know we did videos and stories, but I mean half of your story of uh, like we said, hustling, yeah. you know, of what a lesson to, and again, there's a generational differences mm-hmm. of the, of the way we learned, the way we were brought up. Um, and you see younger people don't like that, you know, mm-hmm. face-to-face contact sometimes don't like that phone call and just to see how dogged you were mm-hmm. to get what you needed to get where you wanted to be. Yeah. Um, what an inspiration for all, for I hope students listening to this. And if students are, find a mentor. That's huge. And then don't be afraid of hard work. I'm telling you right now, the students that have the best work ethic will get the best jobs. It's not always about who has the best grades. Put in that sweat equity and people will take note. Amen. Amen. See, that's, what, that's how I got this. You saw it. It's the you sweat equity. It. Was it the hey, sweat or the was, sweat it equity? Was, it was literally the, there's the moisture wicking. Hey, so. I was about to say, there's yeah. no dry here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. I actually can't thank you enough for taking thank the time. Thank you all. This is wonderful. And, uh, and yeah, War Eagle. War, War Eagle. Eagle.
You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. 